Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark, and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. College Hoops, Coach the Coast. We're back with my man Sweeney. Uh, looking forward to a fun, another head coach uh, interview today. Uh, coach Sw Mr. Sweeney just tweeted about him uh, here recently, so I'll let him take the way and introduce our new guest. Yeah, Steve Lutz, you know, a longtime assistant at, at Creighton and Purdue, gets an opportunity uh, in, in Texas at AM Corpus Christi. Obviously, Willis Wilson, you know, a tremendous coach, a tremendous leader, and uh, you know, just it was you know it's time for time for everyone to to kind of move on. And Coach Lutz has taken over there and done an outstanding outstanding job. They're ten and two to start the year. They won five games all of last year. Only two Division One wins all of last year. Uh, obviously, COVID tough year, but you know this thing has turned around very quickly. And uh, Coach Lutz is obviously a big part of that. And so we we had to get him on to, to talk about how how they've been able to have such a such success early on. So he's doing a great job. Yep, absolutely. Long time. Uh... Fran growing up in the Texas grassroots and then growing up in the Texas uh, assistant ranks. Coach Lutz has done a tremendous job everywhere he's been. No surprise what he's doing. So excited to have him on. Coach, what up? What's up, fellas? Good to have you, man. Good to have you. So 10 and 2. I don't know if Kevin, I don't know if you saw the tweet that he just did about you, but he had a tweet uh, probably what? Not that you're supposed to follow all this stuff because you're coaching a basketball team, right? But he just had one just the other day. I let Kevin lead the way uh, and talk about what he tweeted about. Yeah, it's pretty standard. You start 10 and 2 in your first year as a head coach, I think you're doing something right. So uh, congrats on the great start. And, uh, you know, tell, tell us, what, 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 what has been this, you know, first month and a half like? What, what's it been like getting settled and, and, and finding groove with this, uh, this first year team? Oh, it's uh, it's been fun. I mean, that that's the thing I would tell you first and foremost is when you you get a head coaching job that you've waited for for you know whatever twenty twenty five years, um, you got to enjoy it. And I've enjoyed every moment of it. Um, I was blessed because Coach Wilson, uh, the coach who had been here prior to me, he retired and he left me good kids. Those that stayed are, are awesome people. Um, they work pretty hard. 
They've been leaders for us. They've done everything correctly. Um, so I, I walked into a good situation in that regard. The only downside of, a, of it was I didn't have very many players. I only kept three, three, only three guys returned. So we inherited very little, but those three have been fabulous. Um, so they really, really helped me. Um, and then once the season started, you just focus on the season and, you know, you put away all the other distractions other than when maybe you're doing some media stuff and you just concentrate on, on your guys and trying to help um, your guys be the, the best team that they can. And uh, my staff and I have, have worked extremely hard at doing that. And uh, thus far it's worked for us. So knock on wood, we'll keep winning. I love it. Uh, you know, again, times you start beat Lamar on Saturday, you know, the only two losses in, you know, money games against AM and, and Minnesota to you know, high major teams, two very talented teams. But you, know, you guys have had obviously a tremendous start and get, get one more opportunity against a, a big time program in Notre Dame. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've got our hands full tomorrow night here in South Bend. There's no questions. Absolutely. Um, so your, your defense, you guys are forcing more turnovers on a, on a rate basis for Ken Palm than anybody in the country. Uh, when you got the job, was that, you know, this is what we're going to do to have success or was that, you know, I got the players here and I think this is going to, we're going to be able to press and, and make wreak some havoc. How, how did that, that come about? Yeah, you know, and and Kev, to be very honest with you, we don't press. Um, we, we've not pressed a single possession yet. Um, my philosophy growing up in the business is I started at the bottom. So we were NAI when I started, and then I went to Division Two, and then junior college, and then low major, mid-major, high major. So I, I started with a person named Danny Casper, um, who is a very, very sound defensive coach. But then everybody I've been with along the way, I've picked up different things that I liked. But I've never lost sight of the fact that defense has got a chance. <clears throat> defense has a chance to win you the championship because, you know, we've not shot in the ball well very – we've not shot in the ball very well yet. And I think that we have the capability to be a good three-point shooting team, but we've not done it yet. So we've won the games that we've won – just by being able to create extra opportunities and extra possessions through our defense. Um, you know, you get a team and, and you have an idea of how you want to play. Um, sometimes you have the athleticism to do so, and sometimes you don't. We've, we're kind of in the middle. Um, but, you know, the guys have really bought in. We've won a couple games early and, and gained a little bit of confidence, which then helps, you know, it helps breed what's your, your message. It helps just solidify your message and those guys believe in what you're saying and uh you know they bought in thus far wholeheartedly i mean we we forced i want to say 25 turnovers or 28 turnovers at minnesota the other day and they're top 10 in the country and not turning the ball over so i was i've been super proud of their effort and their uh their ability to uh you know to buy into what we're trying to instill in the program and, and what we're trying to do um, but again i give it all back to those guys because you know we've got 15 new faces, you know, that didn't know one another, had never played with one another. And, uh, you know, they've turned you know, into they've a, turned back of a basketball team. I would say two part question, coach, you talked about coming up through the ranks, NAI, uh, D2 climbing your way through how much of that has helped you now, uh, as a head coach. And then secondly, recruiting wise, bringing all these guys together, uh, transfer portal, Juco, you've kind of been, You've recruited guys from everywhere. How was putting together this roster? And is it almost better that you got to start with majority of your own team or versus inheriting uh, most of the guys? 
Boy, that second question question is really tough, but I'll, I'll try and do the best I can. The first question, I, I think, and I like to have people around me and on our staff that have very similar backgrounds and paths to, to, to where you're at that I did. And what I mean by that is like this morning at breakfast, um, we're in a conference room. Um, people are busy eating, people are busy, whatever. I wasn't hungry. So you walk over to the front desk and you grab a trash, you know, you ask the lady for a trash bag and you just start picking up stuff and, and getting the trash knocked out. But like, if you don't start at the bottom right. and you've, you've played high major, then you coached high major, very seldom do you understand um, putting the team ahead of your yourself, or maybe that's a bad way to say it. V very seldom do you understand that I need to go take care of that trash so that someone else can eat their breakfast. Right. And when you start at the bottom, if you don't have a servant attitude, you're, you're going to be in trouble because um, Real fast. you are at the very, very bottom and there is no manager to go wipe the floor or, or wash the clothes. I mean, that's your job. And, and that's why I started and I've never lost that. I've always been a big believer in, even when we get off that charter plane at a power five institution, helping unload the, uh, the bags and, and the staff and, and the players, I, I just, it's, you know, it's everyone's job. We're all part of the same family. Um, so that served me well, um, in my life and, and obviously moving forward now being a head coach, but, um, to answer your second question, man, I'd love to have walked into a, a team pick to win the league. Um, I'd be lying if I said that was untrue. But uh, to be very honest with you, the team that or the group of guys that we have, I mean, it, it worked out well for our staff because we were able to start from the bottom. Um, I was able to make mistakes along the way and they were able to make mistakes along the way and nobody passed judgment on one another. Mm -hmm. And, um, <clears throat> you know, maybe I guarded something a certain way at the beginning or we did something a certain way offensively and we had to change because it didn't work or I didn't teach it well or, or it wasn't the best way. So um, it, it's an evolving process with our team. And uh, I, it, you know, I, I definitely don't have all the answers. So it's worked out well. It really has. And I'll ask one more before I let Kevin jump back in. Talk about a little bit of your staff. Uh, you have some guys with some Texas roots, with some junior college roots, guys that have been head coaches. How did you come about making your staff? You kind of talked a little bit about wanting to have similar paths, but talk a little bit about your staff, if you don't mind. Not many head coaches that come on continue to bring up their staff, so we want to go ahead and give those guys some flowers. Yeah, I mean, those my guy, they're great. And, and all those guys, I think, will be head coaches or, or you know, obviously Cole Dewey and Ralph Davis both were head coaches, but I, I think they're – they're destined to be division one head coaches. Um, I think when you get a job, you have to make sure that you understand where you got your job at. And what I mean by that is the Southland conference by and large has been a, a conference of transfers and uh, whether they be junior college transfers or four year transfers. And you have to embrace that. Like it doesn't make sense in this day and age to have come into the job and signed 12 high school guys. It just doesn't. So what we did, is um, we had a little bit of a mixture of high school, which we got two players from that that uh, avenue. And then we got a bunch of junior college guys. And then we took a couple from the transfer portal. So it's just a mixed bag. And um, back to answer the question about the staff, 
if I'm going to recruit a lot of junior college players, it only makes sense that I re, I have play or people on my staff that either have coached junior college, played junior college, or have really, really recruited junior college. And, and all three of my assistants, Jim Shaw, Ralph Davis, and uh, Cole Dewey, they all have those uh, criteria next to their name. Um, they've all been in the mix in, in junior college levels or diff, in junior college recruiting at different levels. So, um, you know, I, I just thought it made sense for what we were trying to accomplish. Yep, for sure. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, talk about some of the some of the guys you've brought in and, and, and highlight a couple for us who who've really stood out and really been key to this outstanding start for you guys. Boy, I have a hard time with that one, Kevin, just because we have so many guys that are averaging seven points to 14 points. And I think that our team is made up of six, seven, eight, nine starters. Um, but, you know, I mean, just if you look at the numbers, um, Isaac Mushilla from Western Texas Junior College, he's been Southland Conference Player of the Week a couple times. Um, he's fallen off in terms of his numbers a little bit the last couple games, but he was almost averaging a double-double. Uh, Trey Tennyson, you know, came from Ranger Junior College. Um, and Trey's getting, you know, 14 points a game and he's making a couple threes every game. But then you have, you know, Simeon Fryer, DeLazarus Keys, Miles Smith, and those guys have, have been in the Southland Conference. Miles, this is his fifth year, and the other two guys, this is their second year. Those guys' experience has been invaluable for us. I mean, Sim's shooting in the mid to high 40s from the three, which is tremendous from him. Um, Miles, his numbers have been down, but, man, defensively, he covers up so many mistakes for us because he's just so experienced and in the right place at the right time. Um, and then Laz Keys has kind of anchored us in the post. But, uh, you know, I could go on and on about Tyrese Nicholson. So I, I have a hard time with that kind of stuff. Um, I've been absolutely uh, overjoyed, though, with our point guard play. We have Jalen Jackson and Terion Murdix. Jalen came from North Texas and uh, Terion came from Mineral Area Junior College. So I, those guys – um, have been able to apply full court pressure to the opposing team for 94 feet for 44 minutes or for 40 minutes. And that has been the catalyst to get our defense going. Awesome. I love it. Um, tell me about, you know, the, the transition to being a head coach. Is there one thing in particular you can think of, whether it's an on-court thing, an off-court thing, a family thing, I mean, anything that you did not expect that has been more challenging and how have you addressed it? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is your time. You know, um, people come in into your office and now they're asking you for the answer, right? And it's not just your staff. <clears throat> it's not the academic guy. It's the strength coach. It's the marketing people. It's the GAs, you know. And so, whereas I'm used to being able to kind of get in my own little vacuum and shut my door and watch game tape all day and then come up with a game plan, it's not like that anymore. Like sometimes I stay at home and hide and work from home just because that way I can turn my phone off and I can knock out stuff before I walk into the office and, and somebody wants to talk to you about fundraising or about, you know, where do you want to practice? When do you want to practice? Um, so that's been the biggest uh, thing that I've had to overcome because I'm, I'm kind of a pleaser. I want to, I want to visit with people and I don't ever want to be unapproachable. Um, so I always have my door open. Um, and, and sometimes you can't do that. Coach, uh, 
enjoying uh, being able to talk this through with you. It's been cool to watch your journey. So you can, I came in the business. I think you were at, at that time, Stephen F. Austin, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, absolutely. Working for Jim Segona, I think. And you had recruited Von Rosenberg, who's now the head coach at Commerce. And you've been great to me along the way ever since. I don't always know why, but uh, fortunately for me, you were. But I'm curious, what, what advice do you have? Because a lot of people probably may have thought Steve Lutz deserves a job sooner. And there's a lot of guys that deserve a job. But now you have the job that you would really want because it's close. It's back in Texas. It's a great job. Uh, they support basketball. What, what advice would you give along the way in your journey to coaches that are aspiring to be a head coach like yourself? Well, you answered the question for me already because, you know, I'm just a big believer in always treating people the right way, no matter if you're at Stephen F. Austin or you're at Purdue or Creighton or AM Corpus. And, uh, you know, the relationship that, that we started in the early 2000s yep. obviously is still still moving forward to this day. So, um, you know, if you treat people the right way from from the low major ranks or the D2 ranks all the way up to the high major ranks, people are going to remember that. And when you do get to your chance, people are going to try and help you. And at, when you get your head coaching job, people are going to have to help you in recruiting. They just are. And so if you don't have those 5, 10, 20-year relationships, man, you're, you're behind the eight ball already. So, you know, that's what I'd tell you first and foremost. But um, to kind of go to the, the second part of your question, do the best job that you can where you're at. And I know that sounds like BS, man. I, I know it does. But if you don't win, you're not going to get an opportunity to be a head coach. And if you can't help your head coach win, neither one of you, you're probably both going to get fired anyway. So if you don't have the pedigree, you didn't play at Duke, you didn't play in the NBA, whatever it is, you have to prove yourself every single day. And then when you get your job, you got to prove yourself again every single day. Um, but just learn the most you can from every coach, develop your ideas, but win. You have to win where you're at and you have to help your head coach win where you're at. Otherwise, none of us are going to get get to where we want to go. Right. Well said. Well said. Absolutely. Do you want to get get, get him out with a funny story? I know this is this uh, how we do it here. So second to last question. OK, we'll do one more before that. Funny story is coming. So be prepared. OK. Be thinking of it. Um, I guess I would ask someone almost like around this whole um Two part. So realignment is this big thing. The Southland Conference has some teams have left, which is kind of opened the door uh, for a program like Corpus. Uh, there's new teams coming in, new teams leaving out again. So if you can touch a little bit on that and then your time at Purdue, you guys had some special runs. Uh, I can think of one Texas guy in particular. You've done such a good job in Texas recruiting wherever you've been. Carson Edwards is one I can think of because I think we were actually the first ones to offer him at Lamar. Had no chance to get him but felt great about it for at least a couple of days. Um, I guess just talk about your ability to evaluate and, and kind of see guys, because Carson Edwards was not somebody who anybody thought was going to go to the NBA, let alone play high major at the time when you guys really were on him. I'm curious a little bit about two part about the realignment and then about just recruiting and your ability to evaluate over your time as an assistant. Well, I'm going to kind of deflect the realignment one because like I said, when when you're an assistant coach, I believe the same is when you're the head coach. You have to you have to concentrate on on helping your team win now and right. focusing on that. So the realignment, like if they come and they go, I, I don't really I don't have any 
bearing over that. I don't have an influence one way or another. So I still have to play whoever's in the Southland Conference. Right. Um, I don't like all the coming and going within college athletics, but nobody asked my opinion. So right. <laughs> what, the hell, what the heck am I going to do? Right. So it's like I even tell my athletic director, I go, hey, man, let's concentrate on winning the league this year and winning the tournament. And let's go to the NCAA tournament. We'll figure the rest out later, because if we go to the WAC or Conference USA or those schools come to the Southland, I still got to go play them next year home and right. home. So right. it is what it is. Let's figure out a way to win now, and then we'll figure right. out a way to beat them if they're in our league. If we can do if, 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 if we can do right. Um, then, like just the recruiting process and, and that, first of all, I'll tell you this. I only got to coach Carson two years, but I didn't recruit him. A guy by the name of Jack Owens recruited him. Jack's the head coach at Miami of Ohio. Um, and a lot of people passed on Carson in the state of Texas. And that's wow. not to say they weren't right in doing so for whatever reason within their program. But I guess back to the recruiting, there's so many times I sit in the stands and I watch guys on their phones. I watch guys over in the corner screwing around, not not paying attention to the game. And right. it frustrates the heck out of me. And I don't like people sometimes think that maybe I'm standoffish. But when I'm at the at the gym, I'm watching the game. Now at halftime, I'm cool, man. Let's talk. We can we can go get dinner. We can go have a beer after the game, whatever. But when you're at the gym, do your job. And that's where you do your job evaluating. You're evaluating the kid. Does he talk back to his coach? Does he put his head down when he gets yelled at? And those things matter. And if you don't do that, man, I just don't see how success comes your way. So right. I just I just think that you've got to do your job and recruit the best players for your head coach because all head coaches are different. And uh, Carson Edwards, man, he was a heck of a player for us Special. at SU now. Special. Yeah. And with that being said, there was days where Carson didn't like me and I didn't like him, you know, but that, that's just part of it. You, you get into competition and emotions run high, but then when the game is over, practice is over, you still love one another and you still hug one another, but – you have to learn to deal with different types of people. And um, I was different from Car for Carson and he was different for me. So I had to learn to adjust to him and he had to learn to adjust to me. And at the end of the day, he knew that I was for him and, he, and I knew that he was for me. So, you know, it was all good, but right. um, just do the best you can and, and work your tail off and do your job. Um, and I think that good things happen to good people. If you do all that. Yeah, for sure. I, I got another one for my funny question. So, Obviously, I've come up in this thing with you, and I've seen you. I just can think of a ton of guys, whether it's Chris Beard, uh, Grant McCaslin, Greg Young, Brett Tanner, Joe Golding, yourself. You guys all kind of came up at the same time. How cool is it to be able to be sitting in a head coach and your guys that you came up with in this business are also sitting in head coaching seats? What is that like? Man, it's special. It, it really is. And, you know, the thing I would tell you, too, is like when you're the assistant coach and Grant gets a job, or beard gets a job. Don't be envious of those guys. Don't don't hate. Like be happy for them. Right. Your time's gonna come as long as you do your job. But for now, you know, um, I still call. You know, Chris and I, beard and I, still talk. And and you know, he called me the other day. They they want to pay us money to come up there on. Uh, <laughs> He was like, hey, man, our game got canceled with Rice. Do you guys want to come up? And I'm like, no, we're at Notre Dame. He goes, well, if, if Notre Dame cancels on you, come to us. I'm like, absolutely. But, yeah, no, it's great. It's great. And it's good to see, you know, good people succeed. I'm all about good people 
um, succeeding. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. All right. The finale coach, your funny question you got for funny story that you have for us, something in your coaching career along the way, something in your head coaching career, even whatever you want to share with us, they can give us a little entertainment and laughter before we go. (laughs) Well, as a head coach, man, I'm the worst about calling Kevin Bryan and Brian Kevin, whether you're white, black, (laughs) yellow. Like my, my head is thinking three different things and I'm calling you the wrong name. And currently we have Jasmine and then we have DeLazarus Keys. So they call them Jazz and Laz. So you know how many times I screw that up in practice and those guys <laughs> just look at me like, coach, that's not my name. And I just say, I mean, I'm sorry, guys. Um, so that's an easy one. But probably the funniest story is uh, I'm at Garden City Juco and uh, there's something called the Jayhawk Shootout. So you go to Coffeeville, Kansas, and everybody plays one another. Well, we're supposed to stay at the, I don't know, the budget inn. Well, we get to the budget inn, and I book the um, I book the the thing through a place called Corporate Sports Travel, and and they find the rooms for you and they get it all done. Well, I give them my credit card, but I don't have any money. My credit card's maxed out, so I guess they ran my <laughs> credit card, and we couldn't. I didn't have enough on it. So, long story short, we get to the hotel and we don't have rooms. Oh wow. Yeah, we don't have rooms because my credit card didn't work. And so they didn't tell me this. The, the company didn't. And, right. and I didn't call to confirm, which was a huge mistake. Um, so we get there. There's no rooms. So obviously I'm scrambling to travel <laughs> in hotel rooms for whatever, 12, 14 rooms in the middle of rural Kansas for our game that's tomorrow. And this is probably six o'clock at night on a Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. You feel about it that small and your head coach he's trying to be a good dude but he wants to choke you out there's nowhere you can't it's like being the head coach now there's nowhere to hide man nowhere to run nowhere to hide now with all that being said we got a hotel in parsons kansas about 30 miles away it all worked out we actually won the jayhawk shootout you know there you go hey that's the best part of the story (laughs) boy you talk about being nervous now I thought I was going to get fired for that one. I love it. I love it. Well, glad you didn't get fired, Coach, and glad you are uh, the new head coach at AM Corpus Christi. Love to have you back in Texas. Congratulations on the awesome start, and best of luck the rest of the way. Thanks for taking the time, Coach. Man, anytime, anytime. I appreciate you guys and everything you're doing. Thanks, Thanks Coach. So All right. See you, fellas. All right. Another awesome interview. I'll let Kevin do what he does to close us out. Yeah, I mean, he's an impressive guy. Uh, again, the success is is big time, and like you said, it is it's crazy to think about all the all the guys in Texas who are who are winning games right now, and it's him, and it's Grant McCaslin, and it's Chris Beard, and it's Brett Tanner, and it's Joe Golding. Like they're 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 rising through it together. It's pretty cool. And you know, Mark Adams, who worked for Beard, obviously. I mean, yep. it's, the list goes on and on. So. It's cool, man. Uh, it's great. You know, I think they're going to be a factor in the Southland. You know, I think Nichols is is certainly impressive. You know, Austin Clonch, I've gotten to know him. And the job he does is tremendous. They nearly beat Wisconsin the other day. They have Oregon State. I think they're going to win that game coming up this week. But, you know, again, like he said, he, they forced 28 turnovers. I checked I checked because I couldn't believe it when he said that. Impressive. They forced 28 turnovers against Minnesota, whose whole thing this year is we take care of the ball. It's like their only thing they're actually that good at. <laughs> and turn them over 28 times. So they've got a special group that's playing really hard for them. And, uh, you know, so we're certainly looking forward to 
seeing their success moving forward and uh, hopefully Kevin coach lets on again once they uh once they win the league yeah no, it's been cool to see um, a lot of guys that I've come up in this business with that I was a young guy and they were a little bit older and those guys taking under their wing and um, yeah it's just cool to see them having success I had no doubts I didn't know it would be this fast that they would be 10 and 2 preseason I thought they would definitely do well in the conference but to be able to have this kind of record early in, in his going is uh, an indication of what's to come. So looking forward to more. We thank Coach for joining us. And, uh, yeah, you know where to find us. All access YouTube, Spotify, Apple. We'll be back with more coming soon. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy.